0: Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Amen? But then the Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 58. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always is not a Sunday only and it's an always abounding, it's an always overflowing and it's an always overflowing in the work of the Lord. There's not greater work that we can do this side of eternity than the work of the Lord. And that's the exhortation that Paul gives to the Corinthian church after he writes about and talks about the victory that we have in and because Of Jesus. Good morning, welcome to all who are here. If you are visiting this church family as I am today, and Lord willing, for the next three days, welcome to you. We are glad that you are here. Thank you to all of those who have been worship leaders today for the Lord's Day and this occasion that brings us together as the people of God. The theme for this week is Building Better Lives in a Broken World. Lord willing, tomorrow night on Monday night, taking Satan seriously. We have a real enemy. Peter describes him as a roaring lion who's seeking to devour us. And so what do we do? What can we do to resist the devil? Lord willing, that's Monday night. Tuesday night, the committed call of discipleship. You see, we have our orders from the Lord Jesus. We're commissioned to go forth and make disciples. But how can I make disciples of all the nations if I don't understand what it means to be a disciple? And what is that committed call of discipleship? Tuesday night is that, Lord willing. And then want to end the week on Wednesday night. Wednesday night, the power, the power of encouragement. One writer says of encouragement, it's the oxygen of the soul. The power of encouraging one another. In the mornings, Lord willing, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning, more like Jesus. The Apostle Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. If we are to imitate Christ, we need to know something about Christ. And so looking at the life of Christ, Lord willing, in the morning, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, just want to be more like Jesus. Just want to be more like Jesus. I got into the hotel and checked in last night and I got out of my truck and there was a basket of goodies in my truck and from your good preachers, Ricky and Jordan and Jansen and their good wives and thank you for the kind things that you've already done for me. I've gotten emails, people that emailed me that I've never met before. I don't think I've met them before and they said things like, hey, uh, just want to encourage you, looking forward to you coming and just praying for you, glad that you're here, going to be here with us. that, that My cup's already full. So thank you for that. Look forward for the time that we have together. Find Romans chapter 8, please, in your Bibles. We want to go to Romans chapter 8. We want to see a text of Scripture in Romans chapter 8. In our Bibles together, Romans chapter 8. And while you're finding Romans chapter 8, just want to encourage you again. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Romans chapter 8, let's begin in verse 1. Romans chapter 8 beginning in verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Verse 9, you're not in the flesh but in the Spirit, if or since, verse 9, since indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not of his if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him, verse 11, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. And the Spirit, verse 16, also bears witness with our Spirit, Romans 8 and verse 16, that we are children... Of God. And if or since children, then heirs. Verse 17. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Christ. That we may also be glorified together. Glorified after suffer, Suffer with Christ. And so he says, verse 18, I consider that the sufferings of this world, of this present time, are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Likewise, verse 26 of Romans chapter 8, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. And because he makes intercession. He makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know, verse 28, there's faith. There's faith. We know, verse 28, that all things work together for good. To those who love God. To those who are called according to His purpose. Romans 8, 28 has a context, my brethren. And I would submit in the context of what Paul had said before verse 28 and what he says after verse 28, the point that he's making, as I understand it, is things have already worked together for our good. The redeemed in Jesus Christ, how did he start? No condemnation. To whom? Those in Christ. And he says all things work together for good. To who? Those who are in Christ. To who though? Those who love God. To who? Those who are the called according to His purpose. And then Paul says this, For whom He foreknew, verse 29, He also predestined. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, those whom He predestined He also called, and those He called He also justified, and those He justified He also glorified. It's as if the Apostle Paul can't help himself. He's about to explode. And so he says in verse 31, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, verse 32, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen and is at the right hand of God. And he also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us, verse 35 from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. And yet, in all of these things, Yet in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded. I am persuaded, verse 38, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. What a marvelous chapter. And what the Apostle Paul does, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, in a marvelous way, is... He begins by saying in Romans 8 and verse 1, there is no condemnation, and He ends the chapter by saying there is no separation. For those in Christ, for those who love God, for those who are the called according to His purpose. Assurance is one of the vital themes In gospel preaching. And Paul is talking about the eternal God here who has revealed His eternal purpose and this is the God who wants His children to live in confident assurance that God's purpose will never be deterred and that His power will not be defeated. And this is encouragement. This is marvelous, marvelous assurance for the people of God who are committed to the love of God and desire to continue to be loyal to God. And he says, listen, in Christ, the Christ who loved us, we overwhelmingly conquer in Christ. It's always through Christ. It's always because of Christ. Again, it's the thanks be to God, 1 Corinthians 15 to verse 57, who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. It's through Jesus Christ. It's only because of Christ that we are promised the victory. But He says it's the Christ who loved us. We've already talked about that love. Let that love compel you. Let that love compel us. It's the Christ who loved us and set us free from our sins. Revelation 1, verses 5 and 6, by His blood. And He says, through Christ who loved us, we overwhelmingly conquer. I played basketball in school. And there was one game. And I could see in high school how things were going. We were playing a team, to be quite honest, wasn't very good. I'm not saying I'm the best guy on the court. I'm just saying the competition that day wasn't very good. And I could tell after the first quarter, we're going to win, and we're going to win really big. I could tell at halftime, this is going to not look good. The score looks really bad. And the coach at halftime announced that the starters were not going to start the second half. And I got to thinking, what? Not start? Coach, we can beat this team like 110 to 20? It can be a routing. We can blow them away. Release us. And he was like, that's not happening. He had compassion. He was the smart guy in the room. The rest of us, you know, wanted to win by 100 points. When we read Romans 8 and think conquer, do we think just barely get by? Well, I hope hope we win. I hope we win. Paul says we overwhelmingly conquer. And he says that in a context where he talks about suffering. He talks about sin. Now, I get the talking about sin. And I get him saying, and all of these things we overwhelmingly conquer, and one of the things that he would take them back to is sin. And he would say in chapter 7 of Romans, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. This wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death. Oh, Jesus will. And I know he's he's reminding these brethren, again, because of Jesus, no condemnation for those in Christ. And I get the overwhelmingly conquer and he would connect it to sin. But suffering? Suffering? Paul would say, I... What is the old King James that says, reckon? And that just comes out. I reckon that the... I consider... That the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. We suffer. Bad things happen to good people. We live in a broken world. The Ecclesiastes writer would tell us of some things that are broken and crooked. They just cannot this side of eternity be made straight. But our God is sovereign. He's made a promise to us in Christ Jesus. We overwhelmingly conquer. And when we go through the the pits and we go through the valleys and, and life knocks us to our knees and we ask a lot of why questions. Maybe Romans 8 is a good place to go to help with perspective to help me with perspective. The same Apostle Paul would say this in writing to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore we do not lose heart. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart. Though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction is but for a moment and it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we do not look at the things which are seen but the things which are not seen because the things that are seen are only temporary the things that are not seen are eternal for More exceeding, Paul says, about the glory that awaits us in Christ. That is, nothing can compare. Nothing compares to me receiving, as Peter says, the end of my faith, the salvation of my soul. Nothing compares to that. Nothing compares to glory. And Paul says, I consider that the sufferings, whatever they are, and I'm not minimizing your suffering. I'm just trying to help us. I'm just trying to help myself with the perspective. Even though we're in Christ, Even though we suffer, glory awaits. We'll understand it by and by. And He contrasts our afflictions and our suffering in this life that's temporary to what's eternal, to the inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that never fades away. In application, three things very quickly from the context of Romans chapter 8 being more than conquerors. We overwhelmingly conquer. There are some things in Romans 8 that I think Paul wants us to appreciate. The Apostle Paul wants us to appreciate so that we can move forward with the victorious life in Jesus Christ. In Christ, we have a Father who is poor. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8 says it this way. What shall we say to these things? The things that we just talked about, the sin and the suffering. Romans 8 and verse 31, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? The point is, since God is on our side... Since God is for us, I know that God is for me, Psalm 56 and verse 9. The Lord is for me, that is, He is with me. He is on my side, Psalm 118 and verse 6. Therefore, I will not fear what shall man do to me. Therefore, I will not fear. Why? Because I know God is for me. My heavenly Father is on my side. I will not fear. Well, that's easy to say, right? When I was growing up, we we lived for a time in Blytheville, Arkansas, and where Dad had put the garbage cans was in the back around the corner. And it was my job, that night was my job to take out the trash. And I had waited a while, and it was already dark, and Mom came to me and she said, Paul, have you taken out the trash? And I am like, and when mom asked you in my house, when mom asked you to do something, no, no rebellion, no resistance, you better do it. And it was my turn to take out the trash, and it was dark. And I won't tell you how old I was, but I can tell you, I was thinking, I, I don't want to go out there by myself. And I'm thinking, hey, maybe dad will go with me. Dad, Dad, 6'4", at the time 235, 40 pounds, hands bigger than your face, grown man. And I'm thinking, dad goes with me, nobody's touching me. Big and strong as he was, my earthly father, as confident as I was in his love for me to protect me, there is no one that compares to my heavenly father. This isn't a hallmark greeting card. Paul is saying, Look, the apostle Paul is saying, Remember, in Christ Jesus, you have a father that's on your side, you have a heavenly father whose power is without limit, who sees and knows everything, and He knows the end from the beginning. He can see what you cannot see. He's asking you to trust Him. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to give you an answer to all your why questions to convince you that He loves you, does He? He who did not spare His own Son, but delivered it up for us all, how shall He not with Him, with Christ... Freely give us all things. If the cross is not testimony enough to me that God loves me and is for me, what else will it take? And again, I'm not trying to minimize your sufferings. I'm not trying to tell you if you've ever had fear on any level, what's wrong with you? I just want to help us with perspective. Sometimes the things that trip me up are things that would have never tripped me up if I had to put my faith in the God that the Apostle Paul is describing here in Romans 8. You see, no condemnation in Christ. Why? You're, you're, you will overwhelmingly conquer. Well, How do I know that? Because you have a Father that's on your side but not just a father who's for us. In Christ, we have a family that will care for us. And Paul talks about this here in the context of Romans chapter 8. He's describing the family. He did it in the book of Romans in a masterful way. He will do it later on as we noticed this morning in Romans chapter 12. And he speaks about the spiritual family unit that will support us, that will help us, that will comfort us, that will care for us. And yes, even at times, chasten us. We like the comfort and care. We don't always like the I don't always like the chasing. The accountability, but it's it's a family who cares for us. I'm in Texas and so this name is going to really mean something to Texans, Sam Rayburn. Former Speaker of the House for some 17 years, Sam Rayburn di- died in the year 1961, but when he was near the end of his life, Sam Rayburn discovered that He was very, very sick, and he was told that he was now battling cancer. He surprised his colleagues in Congress by announcing that he was leaving Washington, D.C. and going home to Bonham, Texas for the remaining of his tests and treatments. And his colleagues asked him why he he didn't want to stay in Washington, D.C., where he had access to some of the greatest medical facilities and some of the greatest doctors anywhere around to which Sam Rabin responded And I quote, because Bonham, Bonham is a place where people know it when you're sick and where they care when you die. A place where people know it when you're sick and care when you die. There are no perfect local churches. If there was a perfect local church, they wouldn't want me to preach and they definitely wouldn't want me to be a shepherd. I'm going to mess up a local church. I don't mean to. I'm going to mess up the local church. So there are no perfect local churches. But we are a family that cares for one another. That wants to comfort one another the members have the same care for one another and when one suffers all the members suffer with it. That's what we notice in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We have a father who is for us and we have a family that will care for us and we have an eternal future that awaits us. Paul said I'm persuaded. That that's confidence. That's faith. Again, Romans 8, beginning in verse 38. For I am persuaded, I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. It's unfortunate. In my estimation, it's unfortunate that a context of Scripture that's intended to strengthen our faith and assure us of confidence is a text that some have taken and twisted and perverted to teach that once in grace, always in grace. Nothing can separate us. But it's also unfortunate that sometimes when I'm trying to correct what I believe is a wrong view of Scripture and I only correct what I believe is a wrong view of Scripture, sometimes I can miss the very thing that I should see. Starts with no condemnation, he ends with no separation. And the point that that Paul is making is simply to amplify, to further highlight God's power and His love. And he says, I am persuaded and I'm convinced. I'm absolutely assured of the fact that nothing can separate me, separate us from the love of Christ. God's elect. The called according to His purpose. The called, and those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he sanctified. And those he sanctified, he glorified. God's serious about this. And he says, who can bring a charge against God's elect? I may not understand everything about that question as it's centered in a context, but I want to offer you this. I think what Paul is saying that gives confidence to the redeemed in Christ, to those that love God, to called according to His purpose. When He says, it is God who justifies, what He's telling me is God's the one that decides my case. Not man. God decides my case. It is God who justifies. Yes, by faith, my faith, What kind of faith, you ask? Well, go back to Romans 4 and read what Paul said about the faith of Abraham. That's the kind of faith that will justify because it's a faith that obeys. It's a faith that surrenders to God on a level that trusts Him and just does what God says to do. And I'm justified by the blood of Jesus Christ so I overwhelmingly conquer the blood, the blood that can cleanse me, the blood of Jesus Christ that can forgive me and declare me sanctified and righteous. He says we're justified by grace. And God decides my case. And as long as I follow Him, as long as I trust Him, as long as I obey Him, then there is no power of hell, no scheme of man, that can pluck me from His hand. Isn't that what we've seen? That's Romans 8. There's victory in Jesus because in Christ we have a Father who's on our side, a family who will support us, and a future that's eternal promised to us in Christ. Our God is infinite in power and in love. And because we know that, And because we know Him, we can say with confidence and boldness, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do to me. Hebrews 13 and verse 6. We can say with Moses, the eternal God is my refuge and His everlasting arms are my support. Deuteronomy 33 and verse 27. Or we can say with the Apostle Paul, I can do all things through Christ You're finishing it. Who is my strength? I can do all things through Christ because He is my strength. Sometimes we want Christ to be our strength, but we're not convinced that He is really to be our Savior. If you're here this morning, And you believe with all of your heart that Jesus was who He said He was, the Christ of God. That there's only forgiveness, there's only reconciliation, there's only redemption through His blood. That only Jesus can save you. Are you willing to trust Him? To obey Him? To repent of your sins? To come to Him and trust Him for salvation? obedience of faith by being immersed in water, being baptized Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 for the remission of those sins are you in Christ? if you're not, if you're not in Christ let today be the day of your salvation let Christ save you there may be someone here tonight or this morning in Christ in Christ and you're struggling with something Maybe it's fear. Maybe suffering that you're going through and you need prayers. That There's something in your life that has gripped you to a point that you, on some level, are not confident in your faith. God wants to assure you of His mercy. God wants to assure you of His power. But if you're here and you need prayer, and you need help, you need the favor of Almighty God, we want to seek the Lord's favor and face for you. If you have any spiritual need, bring it to Christ. And do that while together we stand and while we sing. Thank you for connecting with us this morning. We're so thankful that you were able to do that. If you have questions, we'd love to have the opportunity to talk to you. You can contact us at www.thebibleway.com or questions at thebibleway.com. Questions at thebibleway.com. We'd love to have you in person. Come if you can. But thank you for connecting with us.